Welcome to the Hope United Church Podcast. We are one church with two locations. For video live streams of our services and more information, please visit www.hopeunited.org.uk. Let me read this scripture, Luke 6, 46 to 49. But we do know... Why, but why do you call, this is Jesus talking, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you who he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid into the foundations on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat violently against the house and it could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard it and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat violently and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. The title of the message, I spoke about it last night, but the title of the message is Building a Life on a Renewed Mind. Uh, We can hear what Jesus says, we can know what Jesus says, we can believe what Jesus says. But we have no real change in our life until we do, we can do what he does. Doing what, saying what Jesus says, Christian quoting people is irrelevant, yeah. totally irrelevant. Uh, and the longer you've been in church, the more you're a sitting duck to that. Yeah. The longer you've been in church, the more likely you are to be a sitting duck to that yeah. stuff because you've been brought up with that foundation in your life all the time, but sometimes no depth. Yeah. Uh, so many people hear Jesus and can quote him. But here's the problem. They have no went beyond the surface of their own lives to actually become like him. Uh, for me, and this is, I don't believe there's a more annoying thing. For me as a, as, as, as a church builder or a, whatever you want to call me, I'm sure you have your own names, uh, I don't believe there's a more annoying thing or a more frustrating thing or a more damaging thing than a Christian quoting behaviour modified person who has no depth, no power, or no personal, real personal revelation, and no separation from their man-made religious beliefs. Uh, And I would say, I suppose this is where this church is born from. It's born for a complaint. We're still a young church. It's born for a complaint. Uh, Some of the greatest things in the world were born from a complaint. Uh, The human rights movement's born from a complaint. Anti-human trafficking's born from a complaint. So many organisations around the world are born simply from a complaint. Uh, some of those complaints vary. No, uh, even new technology is often born from a complaint. That I can't get that done quick enough or I can't do that quick enough or I can't get that. Most things are born for a complaint of some kind or another. Uh, and this church, I suppose, is born for a complaint that Christianity in most parts is a behaviour but no, I believe in. Yeah. It's a behaviour. Yeah. And the longer you behave, the more likely that behaviour becomes a fixed set of ideas. Mm-hmm. But it's only a behaviour. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really a deep-rooted belief. And that's where I'm going with this. Uh, and I'm not blaming people for that. Uh, I believe it's the work of the enemy. And we're not talking about a horn and fork enemy. Uh, but I believe the enemy operates... He loves to operate in the realm of of those behaviours. Uh, to turn Christianity into a behaviour club. Yeah. 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 And it becomes a behaviour club. 
And uh, I've seen it and I've spoke to leaders over the years and traditional churches and different people over the years and you just think, you're working on behaviours, but there's no change in believing. Because we can behave like a Christian, but we can believe, we we believe like a nurturing. Even if that nurturing's in church, it's hypothetical. Uh, You don't have to dig deep to hear God's word. And this is what Jesus is explaining to the disciples here. You don't have to dig deep to hear me. You don't have to dig deep to quote me. But you do have to dig deep to live like me. You don't have to dig deep to hear God's word. Nor do you need to dig deep to quote God's word. Uh, But you do have to dig deep to become like him. Uh, And that's what he's really saying in this scripture. The word rock, incidentally, is mentioned 142 times in the Bible. Uh, 142 times. And it's almost always referring uh, to the spiritual revelation of who Jesus is. That's the rock. The, you are the rock upon which we'll build my church. No, no. You are my rock. You are my fortress. You are my strong tower. Uh, the rock is the, the spiritual foundation of who God and Jesus is. Uh, the word flood. Uh, and... Uh, this context is the word flood is not about water. The, 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 the metaphor for flood, mostly in the Bible, uh, describes temptations and reasonings that inundate man. Wow. The, 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 the reasonings and temptations that inundate man. Temptations uh, and reasonings that continually beat away at where we stand on things. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Think about every temptation that causes our mind to think less like Christ. Less like Christ. Think of the temptations and the reasons that goes on in our mind to think resentments, how you can justify it, how we can blame, how we can justify everything. We reason uh, because we're looking for ways to make what we think possible. Yeah, that's what a flood does. It causes reasoning to stop doing what Jesus does. Because wow. no, it, the scripture says, Jesus is saying it's like a flood wow. that just keeps hitting. It keeps hitting our belief. It keeps hitting where we stand in Jesus. It keeps hitting where we stand in Jesus. And it creates a reason to justify things <coughs> as if it was Christ. Here's the battle. So we create a reason and we've created a justification why that behavior is Christ-like. What started as a thought has turned into a full-blown justification. And now our foundation and understanding of Christ has actually changed. Why? To suit our reasonings, our temptations, and our traditions. The Pharisees were ever reasoning amongst themselves. Uh, What were they doing? They were trying to live with a belief that did not have Christ as the foundation of their life. The disciples done it as well. Mark 8, 15 to, uh, Mark 8, 15 to 17 says this. Then he charged them, this is Jesus saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned amongst themselves saying, It's because we haven't brought any bread. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that their reasoning, that their reasoning took them away for the Christ-like statement that Jesus was making and they turned into a worldly thing. Uh, uh, why? Uh, uh, 
it's because we haven't brought any bread. But Jesus said, being aware of it. Why do you reason? Because you have no bread. Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart hardened? Their reasoning was unable to go beyond the flesh. And their shallow understanding. I give you the world of Christianity. I give you the, the church world. And the longer you're in church, the more likely you are to be a victim of this stuff. You know, because you're less challenged it because it's been so in, it's been so embedded into you over the years, over the years, over the years. So you've got a behavior. We've got a behavior that does not equate to a believing that actually brings change. Uh, and these guys couldn't hear, these disciples couldn't hear that, that Jesus was actually talking about the Pharisees and the religious spirit. Because the minute they heard, they started reasoning about their own personal life. Yeah. Uh, because their reason had no depth beyond the surface at that moment. Yeah. Their reasoning had no depth beyond the surface. Uh, the devil couldn't care less about what we say or how we behave. He couldn't care less whether you're here or no. Irrelevant. Totally irrelevant. As long as that behavior that we have in church yeah. is filtered through a believing uh, that has never went to town on its mind. Wow. As long as that yeah. behaving has never went to town on the mind. Yeah. Uh, have you ever said to your child, don't do that, and then you ask them to repeat it back to you? They're repeating back to you what you've said. Often know any further on for why. So so you say, don't do that. Now what did I tell you? And they'll say, I've not done that. They've no mean it doesn't mean anything. They just get away and they go, I'm gonna do it anyway. As soon as your back's turned, I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. As long as your behaviours are filtered through a believing that has never went deep. Jesus says, a man who, who can withstand reasonings has went deep. A man who can withstand reasonings has went deep. How often do we have reasonings in our life? I know for my life, I'm one of yours. Do you have reasonings to justify something that's not actually Christ-like? Justify it. And you know what? You can even have a wee Bible slant. I've heard people using my quotes to justify a resentment. Yeah. I'm serious. It's frightening. No, uh, I've maybe said some in church. I've, I heard you saying one time, Pastor, it's no my problem, it's theirs. <laughs> I'm like, they're a reasoning. Yeah. You've found a reason yeah. to justify a resentment and almost use something biblical to justify it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, we're, we're, we're smart cookies as humans. Yeah, we're slippery characters. She's trying to catch us out. It's a nightmare. Yeah. And have you ever used God's word to justify something? We almost, I call it Jesus, my private assassin. Okay, so what we do is, is that you use Jesus and you use God's word to assassinate MD annoys you. So, no, 
you, I call it Jesus, my own private assassin. So anytime somebody annoys me or bothers me or offends me, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, just stay in the name of Jesus. I don't need to deal with anything. It's my perfect reason. No, because I'm in Christ and they're no, so hey, must be their fault. <laughs> or I've been in church all my life and what? And what? There lies the problem. You ha- there, there lies the problem. You have been. Yeah. Uh, and as long as the behavior is filtered through believing that has never went to town and foundation or the revelation of Jesus, then you'll always find reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is what Bill Johnson describes. I don't know if you've heard the Bill Johnson Bethel Church. Uh, he says some great things. Uh, this is what he said. He says, on, on the renewing of the mind and the stuff we're reasonings, he says, it's like having Jesus at the center of everything but he's neither personal nor powerful. Having Jesus at the centre, but he's neither personal nor powerful. Reasonings, uh, reasonings form patterns. Patterns form mindsets. Mindsets form strongholds. And strongholds become increasingly difficult to overcome. When we don't overcome a stronghold, we create a new belief. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Romans 12, 2 says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. The word pattern is always of, often overlooked in this scripture because we talk about renewing the mind. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. The pattern's not of this world. It's not talking about the pattern of this world. It's the pattern of the world that you were created in. It's the pattern of the world where your beliefs were formed in. It's the pattern of your nurturing. Do not conform to the pattern of your nurturing. Do not conform to the pattern of your... Oh, well, I, I, I was brought up in a Christian home. Irrelevant. Totally, totally irrelevant. Because that creates a reasoning. That creates a different kind of reasoning. I'm not saying it's all bad. It just creates a bigger stumbling block. And the reason it creates a bigger stumbling block is because people think it doesn't create a stumbling block. Yes. There lies the problem. Yes. Uh, do not conform to the way you have heard of me from man. Awesome. Do not conform to the way you have heard of me from man. Yeah. Uh, and from flesh. Yeah. We can have fleshy behaviours that has now became a belief that never has depth of change. The devil loves patterns. He operates inside patterns. Pattern of depression, pattern of resentment, pattern of jealousy, pattern of angers, pattern of justifications. Patterns, 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 patterns. Uh, And he enters a life through patterns. And then he turns them into a stronghold. That's how he operates. And we can have these patterns that in these reasonings have you ever had a reasoning that doesn't line up with God's word you ever get a reason for no giving doesn't line up with God's word how can you find a reason I've got a reason yeah I know you've got a reason but it ain't founded in Christ's word it ain't founded in God's word well I've got a reason for that okay I I know you've got a reason but that's because the reason you've got a reason the reason you've got a reason is because you've not went deep enough to have transformation This is what it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according 
to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments. Some transitions, uh, translation says, uh, casting down reasonings. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity and the obedience of Christ. We can have behaviours that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. It's no longer a behaviour. It's no stronghold. A stronghold... A stronghold is where the enemy rests to plan his next attack to justify how you live. Okay? This is how he operates, right? A stronghold is where an enemy takes rest. Mm -hmm. The enemy takes rest as it plans its next attack to justify reasonings and behaviours where he plans to manipulate and create confusion yeah. and justification. Yeah. Uh, we're living in times where Christians have got much reasonings. Yeah. I'm no judging, I'm just saying to who God is and how he is. Yeah. Uh, we can find reasons why we live how we live. Why it's godly to do that. Yeah. What? It's no godly not to give yeah. because it says in here you should. It's not godly. I know that's challenging because it's the last thing to go in Christians almost. It's nearly always the last thing to go. Remember when I get coached and counselled for the first... I get, I, my first mentor was an accountant. And he dealt, I dealt with resentments. I was able to deal with anger. I was able to deal with jealousy. I was able to deal with insecurity. But there was one thing missing. I never dealt with money. I never dealt with the control I had in my life. Not about giving up, the control it had on my life, the the, the, the God that it became, the God that it became in my life, that it started to control so many areas of my life. And I remember he asked me a question, and I thought, well, that's none of his business. What was I doing? Reasoning. I created a reasoning that was made him at none of his business. I created a reason that made, that's none of your business, that's a private thing. It's a reasoning. It became a stronghold uh-huh. in my life. Uh, we can find reason why it's godly to do something. And all we're doing all the time is nullifying the power of God in our life. Because see when storms start coming, see when, see when waves start crashing in, we're not able to sustain it, we're not able to cope. Yeah. We become serial quitters. We struggle with life, we struggle with problems, we struggle with anger, we struggle with resentment, we struggle with fear, we struggle with making right choices. Yeah. We struggle with making right decisions because, because the foundation is now founded on a reasoning yeah. that's, that's, that's going against the knowledge of God. Yeah. 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 We can find reasoning for, I can find a reason for almost any behaviour. Yeah. yeah. And the reason I can find a reason for almost any behaviour, and at times when I can find reason for almost any behaviour, it's when my mind is no, or the foundation, or my mind is no set in Christ. I can find a reason for anything. Uh, And what what God says, what Jesus says, that reasoning, that flood, becomes the ruin of the house. 
That's why, that's why, that's why I believe in one church many locations. Or, 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 or one church many locations. Uh, no many locations, one church. Or, or the other way about. What I mean by that is, if, if we start then allowing uh, reasonings to be the foundation of building church, well, I've got a different reasoning for that. Well, let's have a chat about where your reasoning comes from. Yeah. Let's have a wee chat about where that belief... Let's, let's open this up. Yeah. Let's, I've got a different interpretation, right? Okay, let's talk about that interpretation. Yeah. I've, got a diff, I've got a different take. Let's sit down and explain that. Yeah. Let's have a chat about where that comes from. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll have many churches one location. Yeah. Well, we've got a different wee pocket of different stuff. I talked about it last week. You've got a different wee pocket. Well, we believe that. or oh, that's found in a reason, okay? We believe that. or oh, that's found in a reason. We become liberal. Yeah. And you know that liberalism has changed. No, I mean, it's, you can't say anything new in it, no. Because heaven, heaven forbid you offend. <laughs> heaven forbid you offend, MD. Yeah. And that reason uh, takes us away from God and leads us to, ru- leads us to ruin. Yeah. I don't mind disagreement. I think disagreement's all right. I think disagreement can be healthy. No. Uh, but, but it has to line up with us. Yeah. We can have a different take. We can have a different angle. Yeah. We can even have a different style. Yeah. Styles are irrelevant. Yeah. But a different reasoning. Yeah, that's great, uh, God's word uh, renews our mind. Yeah. What is done, know what is said. Yeah. I think that's worth challenging. Uh, I would challenge that. And we'll continue to challenge that so we continue to build the church that we want to build. We will challenge your reasoning. We will challenge your reasoning. If if we have to, if that reasoning is not founded in us. If that reason's founded on a shallow diagnosis. If that reasoning's shallow diagnosis equals shallow recovery. Uh, I don't give, but I'm a good person. Sorry, what? Where, where did you get that? I, no, I don't give out, but do you know what? I'm nice. All right, okay. Okay, okay. where did you get that reasoning for? Yeah. Where, where, where does that line up? No. Mm-hmm. I, let, I, let, I, let, I left my wife for another woman, but my marriage, we didn't get on. Okay. I know. I'm, I'm, I don't. Sometimes you just got to say that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not judging that. If a marriage fails, a marriage breaks in. Listen, that happens every day in life. I'm talking about the reasoning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the reasoning. We've justified our reasoning. Yeah. We've justified our reasoning. Yeah. We've made it something else. Yeah. Ah, it's because of that. No, 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 hold on. We've got a reasoning. Yeah. I don't do that, but you know what? I'm really good. Yeah. What? Yeah. Reasoning. Yeah. Do you hear me? Can he build a can he build a, a Christ like life on an unrenewed mind? Yeah. <laughs> because their reason has become strongholds. Yeah. And the enemy will operate through these strongholds. Yeah. Yeah. I have a girlfriend who I sleep with. But it's alright, it's for no serious shit. What? Where? Where, where did you get that reasoning from? It, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I know it's cha- this is challenging stuff, eh? Yeah. 
But, but listen, if we're believers and we want to be found in Christ, it should be challenging the right way. Yeah. If you, see, can, I, can I be honest? I heard T.D. Jake saying this. He says, see if this Disney challenge or a Disney, or if you don't hear what I'm saying, I'm not speaking to you. That's what he says. Don't you love the bishop? Yeah. I believe at this moment, I, I, I believe he's the wisest man in all earth at this moment in time. Yeah. He's walking earth. I don't believe there's a wiser man. I'm not talking about the, 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 the styles of the shouting at the end where he gets all the crowd going. That's style. That's, that's because of the, that's because of the, the culture he's in. Yeah. But his interviews and his talks blow my mind yeah. because he's depth of knowledge and understanding. And he was talking the other week, and he, or it was last week, and he's just like, he was saying stuff, and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. If you can't hear me the day, mm-hmm. if you can't hear me the day, then you're no way me. Yeah. So therefore, I'm not talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you can't hear me the day, then you're no way me. So therefore, it's no you I'm talking to. Yeah. I have a girlfriend, you know, but no, it's great, but you know, no, we're, we're sleeping together, but you know what? We're, I'm being careful. I'm being care- what? What? Sorry, sorry. Reasoning. Yeah. No, no. I'm no. Ju- I'm. I'm no judging. I'm no criticizing. What I'm saying is, every single what will happen? Storms will hit your life, and you'll not be able to cope. Yeah. That's the problem. It's what you can't cope with because of that stuff. Yeah. Because you've set up a reasoning and a stronghold that's no founded and grounded in God's word. Yeah. That's the problem. Scripture says, your enemy, the devil. Fraser, do you want to come up? Your enemy, the devil, is roaming like a lion to seek who he may devour. Sleeping Christians, unrenewed mind Christians, are the wilder beasts of church. They are the wilder beasts of church. The lion just looks for the lame one. You know, when the lion takes the wildebeest and they're all grazing. They seem stupid to me at times, but they're all grazing. You know, I was in Africa years ago, and I'll tell you a story as I close. I was in Africa years ago, and I went on a safari. We were on a trip in Zambia, and then at the end we went on a safari. And I asked, there a guide, and he sits up, amazing. He sits up on top of the kind of jeep, and I, I don't know if anyone's ever been in a safari. Do you know what I was shocked at? How close you are to the animals before you can actually see them. I mean, I, I, I would say I was about, maybe for here, to maybe not even the back of the room, 20 yards, less than 20 yards, away from giraffes before I could see them. You'd think you would see them miles away, wouldn't you? I couldn't see them. And the, the, this guy's sitting up, he's sitting up on the jeep, and he, he's spotting things. Everywhere, you know, he's like there. And I'm like, well, I can't even see them. You're really next to them before you can see them. They're just, they're just able to adapt into the environment and camouflage themselves. And then I seen like, the giraffes running, which is amazing. They, if you ever see a giraffe run, it looks as if they're running in slow motion because they don't run like that. They run like that. Yeah. Amazing thing to see. Anyway, I had a chat with a guy. And, and I says to him, I says, what's the smartest animals? Because I think you would know that. No, just real safari question. <laughs> uh, and he says, elephants. He says, because they remember, they've got the greatest memory. He says, I believe elephants. And there, you know, dolphins are smart, but 
There are no dolphins in the Serengeti. Uh, I says, what's the stupidest? He says, without, without doubt, warthogs. I says, really? I says, how are they stupid? He says, he says, well, over the years I've watched them getting chased. He says, and it's as if they forget what they're running away from. So this is what, this is what he described to me. I'm, I'm going to do it in Scottish. He was doing it in Bember, which was the, 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 the African thing. He says, a, a warthog will be eaten... And then I'll look up, and I'll go, Lion! Lion! And run it with clappers. Right? As it runs for a wee minute, it says, it's as if it forgets about what it's running away from. And it stops and starts eating again. And then it looks up and goes, Lion! And it says, it just goes through that whole process all the time, as if it forgets what it's running away from. How many Christians are like that? I know that's a bad matter, but it's true. We forget what we're running away from. You forget because we start grazing and eating. Reasoning. The enemy of the devil is roaming like a lion. He seek who it may devour. People who forget what they're running away from. People who forget what they're running towards. And wildebeest. They're just sleeping. A slain Christian, an unrenewed mind Christian is a prime target for religion. An absolute prime target for a religious belief getting inside you where you become a behaviour person. But you don't live it. You become, you've got a reason. Teaching behaviour modification in church is a disaster. Because what happens is is we teach a behaving and top of a believing that's no renewed. So now you've got a behaving and toppy a believing and then when storms hit your life you've no coping skills. Because your behaving won't help that. Your behaving your behaving won't gain that. Your behaving won't help you cope with storms and problems in life. Your believing will. But no, you're behaving. So we think we look at people and we measure people when they're behaving. Here's the problem. People got a gaffer in church be measuring their behaving. Well, I'm going to make you a leader because beha- you can behave. I've heard you quoting before. I'm going to hear you quoting. I want to hear the quote. Oh, you quote. Brilliant. Spoke amazingly there. Just heard you quoting. I want to hear you quoting. I want to hear everyone else. Yeah. I want to hear your reasoning. Yeah. I want to hear your reasoning. I want to hear your day. I want to hear how you cope with storms. I want to hear your yeah. character when you're in a problem. Yeah. I want to hear how submissive and how honourable and how gracious and I want to hear that stuff yeah. I want to hear turn up I want to see loyalty I want to see faithfulness I want to I want it measured in this yeah. the enemy of the devil is roaming like a lion to seek he may devour and the enemy's found a prime target the target is no the unsaved mostly I'll tell you how their target's mostly unsaved. If you want next week, what we'll do is we'll all look through this and we'll try and pick out scriptures where the devil was attacking the unsaved. Who's not attacking the unsaved? They're irrelevant. He's attacking the saved so the unsaved don't get saved. 
<laughs> That's him. A real revelation of who Jesus is. And he does it by entering into man through reasonings, through behaviours, through turning the power of God into your own take. Well, this is my take on it, is it? Is it? There's no power. There's no power, it's no breakthrough, and, it's, and the most important thing, it's no freedom. It's for freedom that Christ set us free, not to be yoked again. A bondage, a slavery, amen. The rest of the band want to come up. Everybody stand together, please. Hmm. Oh. Thank you. Battling of the mind. That's what we're in a battle of the mind. You're not in a battle of the flesh, you're in a battle of the mind. It's a total battlefield. Here. And traditions upon traditions upon traditions. Mark 7 13 says, We've nullified the power of God within us because of the traditions fed to us. Wow. We nullify the power of God in us because of the traditions that's fed to us. You know, there's more power in you than has ever been fed to you. Yeah. There's more power in you than has ever been fed to you. It's not we should be trying to get Jesus in. We should be trying to get him out. Yeah. <laughs> Greater is he who is than he who is in the world. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not that there's not enough Jesus in you. It's that there's too much traditions and reasonings and behaviors and mindsets and strongholds that's getting through the mind. that nullifies the power of God. There's, there's an incorruptible seed inside every one of your heart that can't be touched by the devil or man or nobody. The problem is we've got layers and layers of insulation over the years through pain, through reasoning, through justification, yeah. through hurts, through wounds, through disappointments, through humans hurting us, damaging us, through things happening in life that's created this layer that stopped the power is touching people's life. I've told you this story before, but I'll close with it. I was in, I was in New York years ago, and there were a pastor for a, a church in New York, walked into a restaurant, and I clocked him because I, I was at his church, but I'd also seen him on the television quite a few times speaking. Uh, he's part of Times Square Church, which was Rick, uh, Rick Wilkerson's church where... Uh, the whole, the whole crossing the switchblade book was wrote for where, 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 where they, where Team Challenge actually came for, where they reached, where, where, where David Wilkerson was sitting in his house, and he read a story about two young boys going to be getting uh, electrocuted. They were going, to, they were going, to, they were going to get, they were going to get hung or whatever it was for killing somebody, and he was deeply moved with a complaint that these young guys did deserve to know Christ uh, and, and find a redemptive God. And he had such a complaint in his office that he up sticks and he went to New York. 
to go and defend these two young guys. Well, he lost the case, but embroiled them in a world of street gangs in New York, where he met Nicky Cruz, if you've ever heard of Nicky Cruz, where he, where, he, where he led Nicky Cruz to Jesus. This is what he'd done with Nicky Cruz, because there were all these guys, Mohicans and everyone, they were crazy guys, they were, they were slashed you on the streets. And one day, David Wilkerson, who, who was the Times Square Church guy, he, he was preaching on the streets. And Nicky Cruz says to him, he says, see if you can back here, pastor, to this street. He says, I'm going to cut you into 72 pieces. And David Wilkerson says, you can do that. You can cut me into 72 pieces. But I want you to know, see these 72 pieces that's lying there. Every one of them loves you. <laughs> and he led him to Jesus. He led him to Jesus. And then they led hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people to Jesus. They were a whole movement. People would call it a revival. It was just one in souls. Yeah. Through the power of God and the power of Jesus. Well, Rich, well, when, he, when, when David Wilkerson went to, went to retire, he heard a guy preaching, a guy called Carter Conlon who was a fireman, a, a, a lay preacher. And he heard them preaching. He says, I, I believe he'll be the next guy to take this on. And I remember being in New York and I went to the church. It was, it was phenomenal. There was an altar call and there must have been about, there must have been about two, maybe 2,000 people at the altar call. It took about half an hour for the altar call where people were getting saved and led to Jesus. It was a phenomenal. Very Bible-based, really. If you ever listen to him, he's a phenomenal Bible teacher. Anyway, I'm in this restaurant and he, he, I'm sitting and he walks by. And I'm like, oh, there's, there's Carter Collin. You know, when you're just in church, you're like, they're like celebrities to me then, you know what I mean? They're not like football players. My, my, superstars, is my, my superstars are men of God. Yeah. Not men of the world, you know. And I don't see them as superstars, but I see them as above me. You understand what I'm saying? Anyway, he walked by this table and he just went like that. And I'll just show you what he done. He just walked by this table and there were people sitting at the table. And he just brushed by. He did it. It's just as he was walking by his table. And as I, as I looked, I could see him looking out at the table. He, he kept on staring out at the table. And I'm like, what's going on here? And, and the, the family or the, 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 the group that was sitting at the table, the, the guy who he brushed by um, was, was stunned. We whatever. And he went up to, he, he got past his seat. No, I'm like, he's going to fight him. I'm like, there's got to be a fight here. Got to be, he's just got to kick his head in. You know what I mean? Well, they're going to be aggro here. Which I was like, more excited about than anything else, to be quite honest with you. Uh, and then I'm like, he goes over and he says, this is what he says, and I'm at the next table, and he says, excuse me. He says, aye, he says, what was that? He says, what? He says, what was that? He says, you walk by and you brush by me there and something happened in me. I can't describe it, but I felt, I felt something really powerful hit me. And I'm like, and Carter Conlon says, what you felt there was the power and the presence of God. He led the fall table to Jesus. Why? Because he casted down reasonings and arguments and every high thing that was his only cell above God. What he had was 
in an uncovered heart. Yeah. Let me just show you this. Can I just use this? I'll know the anything. This, this is reasoning. This is reasoning. Oh, this insulation and cabling is reasoning. It's no power whatsoever. Yeah? None. No power whatsoever. See, if I had to bite into that and strip it bare and bite it, it'd blow me up and him. Why? Because it's uncovered all the insulation that's been over it to protect it, to protect it from being hurt, to protect it from being wounded. I spoke about it last week. People put on armour because he wounds and hurt, and the problem is, is the armour is no longer protecting you from getting hurt. It's stopping the power of God hitting your life. It's stopping the power of God touching your life and changing your life. Imagine we all walked about and you go, like, what is that I feel? It's the power of God. Because I've been able to cast down reasons and arguments and every high thing that resulted itself above God. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Hope United. You can stay connected with us through our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages.